Broadcasting around the world from CinemaGeekly.com, it's the Cinema Geekly Podcast with Anthony Lewis, Aaron De La Osa, and Glenn Beauvais. Time for the Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 114, cinemageekly.com slash premium. Head over there right now for $12, a mere $12, uh, a long 365 days of premium podcasting. Thanks to Glenn, who's sort of been keeping the, the premium site almost afloat on his own with, with a flood of Flip for Side B podcasts. Um... The, the most recent one of which is, is you and the barrister, Ben Knight, sitting down to talk about Orange is the New Black. Uh, just the first two seasons, correct? Yeah, just the first two seasons, and it's a, kind of like a slow burn into talking about the show. We kind of talk about the issues that uh, uh, that happen with, you know, within that contract of the show as far as prison sure. systems, and then we get into talking about the show. But no, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, uh, much like that orgy episode of Sense8, there was also a, a Cinema Geekly podcast orgy of sorts uh, for The Last Horribly Flawed and Incredibly Decisive, which was put up after uh, the, the last podcast went up, the, uh, the MCU Phase 1 podcast. Uh, Aaron, how, how would you say that whole thing went? Is that, is that as much of a must-listen as the, uh, the, the hot dude-off from, uh, from the last time you guys did, did such a thing? I mean, listen. The, the original Fright Night w- will always be a classic, yeah, yeah. Uh, and as it stood the test of time, all these long years since it first came out. Uh, however, the remake does have its merits, and uh, if we're going to focus specifically on Fright Night Two, the direct sequel to the original Fright Night, uh, while it was a Fright Night yeah. and it was uh, very good, it just didn't quite capture the same magic. Yeah. As uh, as the first. So what you're saying is you you can never truly go home again, right? You just, and home, you know, would, would be a, lying with a bunch of hot guys. However, yeah. in a prison cell, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, this one wasn't prison. I think no. that was the problem. Yeah, I, I think oh, yeah there was no setting, and then it was also the actors themselves. We weren't doing, we weren't even taking into consideration who they are as a character. Yes. Correct. So I, uh, I think next time. Uh, when we visit phase two of the MCU, I, I have a few ideas. Uh, <laughs> it might be a little quirky, but uh, I guarantee they will be uh, don't miss episodes. Just don't forget that we there are actual brackets we have to follow and don't just call the end <laughs> to the show without realizing that we skip to. I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm totally going to be in this, this one. People are, 
are, I'm sure people are going to start getting salty that I have not been in these dude off podcasts. Uh, so I, I have to make it for the third one for sure. So, well, and that settles it. Uh, phase two is going to be uh, a live style. We're all a soccer team and we crash in the mountains. Who are we going to eat? Holy shit, that's awesome. <laughs> so is it who we, we would eat last? Pretty much. Like, who, who, like your beefiest would be who you say for last because they're yeah. so sexy, they're going to be just the tastiest. Yeah. You need the comfort and you need the comfort from both uh, yeah. uh, the, the physical and, uh, of course, through the uh, both, both kinds of oral, I'm guessing, yeah. Aaron. M- much like Hannibal, you want all your meals to be beautiful. That's right. Uh, so we get to have snails eating off of them first. Uh, I mean, maybe. Sure. Yeah. It's the Andes, though. I don't know if they're snails. Maybe we could do like some Yeti with some Pinot Noir to go the with. Andes. It, for sure. The Andes don't have Yeti. <laughs> I'm sure they have Yeti. Oh, Michigan sure. has Yeti. They're oh, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Uh, call them what you want, Glenn. They're for real. You guys even have mountains? No. In Michigan? No, no, no. We have we have sand dunes. In <laughs> so Michigan. you have Bigfoot. That would be. <laughs> well, the Michigan Dog Man, like yeah, we have. Yes. Even though that was just. Pure poppycock. Uh, Rick Steiner, I believe his name is. Uh, so the <laughs> pretty sure Sabu hangs out at a couple bars down off Michigan <laughs> Avenue. Uh, and the uh, the first of just gonna what will end up being tons of E three talk. Uh, the nineteenth episode of Level Your Gear, uh, where I sit down with Dan and Jason and we talk about E three at length. Uh, and there will be more of that to come. We're going to talk about it to, on today's podcast as well. And Glenn has another side B coming up, right with. With even more video game dissection, as there was yeah. just so much shit that happened. Uh, we'll we'll get to that. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, so that was uh, what's on the premium website. Totally worth the twelve measly dollars that it takes to get access to all of those podcasts. Not just the uh, the new and the fresh ones, but uh, the ones that we have packed away for storage. They're they're all on the uh, the premium website. All listenable. Uh, and of course, uh, as the new TV seasons uh, are starting to, to inch closer and closer, uh, more and more of those other series that we have started in the past will will start to come back as well. I'm sure Glenn is Doctor just Who's counting. So close, man. I know, oh. and, and Glenn is counting the days until the Gotham podcast returns. So yeah, Gotham, and then the uh, Legends of Flashing Arrow. Yeah, yeah the, also cannot wait for that one. The Legendary uh... Flashing Arrow podcast. I'll dedicate right now to sit in on a few more of those. There you go. Uh, yeah, you got, we got to liven it up a little bit, spice it up a little. We need I'm some telling positive. You, if you guys watch those shows in the right frame of mind, I mean, they're entertaining. Drunk and stoned. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> You're like that is what I that is what I meant. Uh, also on the website right now, Aaron and I discussed the 1973 crime drama Detroit 9000. Oh, come on. Why do you you still have to call it a drama? I don't know why. That's how it's listed on IMDb. <laughs> oh, Sarah, that movie was pure gold. That's how you should refer to it. A dramatic crime thriller <laughs> from Parts Unknown, episode number 10. Uh, we will be picking a new film for next week, but uh, holy cow, yeah. That, that, that was a first, I will admit. It was a first in so much as that I absolutely hated watching it, but then had a blast talking about it with Aaron, so... <laughs> Check out that episode. It's totally the episode is totally worth uh, listening to. But Aaron and I are going to be split on whether or not the movie is worth watching. Uh, uh, I even went back and I added a Fred Williamson classic movie to my Netflix uh, queue. One down, two to go from 1976. I will be watching that later tonight. Uh, just let me tell you real quick to entice you. After the mob rigs a high stakes martial arts tournament, 
and cheats the promoter out of his winnings, he calls three buddies for help cracking heads. Maybe, maybe that rated will, R. Maybe that will pop up this week. I am fucking watching the balls out of that tonight, dude. <laughs> I cannot wait. Uh, okay, so let us. Uh, hop right into uh, the main topic of discussion this week since it's another slow news week. Uh, Jurassic World has sort of been sweeping sweeping the whole country, box office wise and... Uh, I would say it's sweeping the world, but... Yeah, probably. Um, and, did, uh, do you see how much money it's made? Oh, yes. It's <laughs> a lot more than I think most people were actually expecting. It's a lot more than people expected. They were hoping, the studio was hoping for 120 opening weekend at like the most optimistic. And uh, it did that is not what they got. No, it is not. They got better than that. Uh, if, if that's what they were hoping for for their second week, perhaps they would be uh, uh, a lot happier because that's right about what it did. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. Uh, and, and more Jurassic Worldness that ties into the box office number. Uh, before we close out the show this week. But yeah, we've got a couple of reviews up on the website. Uh, one from Stephanie, who absolutely loved it and gave it a four and a half. And uh, then one from me, which was not as enthused. I gave it three and a half. Oh, yeah, I did what? not. I did not. I did not go nearly, nearly as high. What, what was it for you that, that did it? Uh,. Uh, let me pull up the list. <laughs> I swear to God. You have a list? There's not just one thing where you're like, okay, that ruined it for me. You, you have no. more than one complaint. Just tell me you didn't start it with saying it's not as good as the first one. It's, oh, no, 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 of course. Uh, and you know that I'm smarter than that. Uh, I, I, in fact, the beginning of the review. I, I think it's like every review I've read. Really? Like yeah. people, people went it. Like I went in only, only trying to judge it by the other sequels. I was not trying to judge it by the first movie because I, or I already knew, much like I know that Bernie Sanders stands no chance of getting the Democratic <laughs> nomination for president. That this film had no chance of unseating Jurassic Park as the best in the franchise. Uh, it just wasn't going to happen. So I, yeah, I went in you judging. Just made it the exact same thing. Yeah, I went in judging it based off of the the other films in the franchise and. I, I definitely rated this higher than I would because I thought about what I would have rated Jurassic Park 2 and Jurassic Park 3. And this is definitely, I rated this one higher than I would have rated those films. Um, not by much. I think I would have given Jurassic Park 2 a 3 and Jurassic Park 3 like a 2. So maybe a 2.5. Uh, but probably a 2. Uh, Glenn, I, I want to start with you. You didn't, uh, You, I think you're writing about this movie as maybe part of a blog or something. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm writing. I'm writing because every movie I've seen this summer, and it's not a bad thing. It's just something I've noticed. Uh, they all have to deal with, and even Jurassic World. I don't. For some reason, we have to just label something uh, constantly. But I, even that, if it was a review that didn't say, "Oh, it wasn't as good as the first one." Yeah. Uh, it was also a review of, "Oh my God, this movie is really misogynistic and sexist." Like, yeah, really, it's a it's a movie about female dinosaurs who kill a bunch of men. Uh, it's also a line from the first movie. That's right. Uh, yeah, she may wear shoes, but I, I really uh, if you go on IGN and look up Colin Trevorrow's mm -hmm. uh, interview, like he pokes holes in his movie. Sure. Uh, and he also like he just talks about things and he's like, yeah, I thought the shoes were stupid, too. But uh, that's how she felt the most comfortable. And when she would explain it, and we were doing it, going over it, he said it to me. It made sense, even though I also think it's dumb. But it's also a Jurassic Park movie, so yeah, that was I ridiculous. 
if I can't have fun. But again, I, it never really bothered me because you didn't really see them, and it wasn't like she was right bumbling around in them. Like obviously, she knows how to wear heels. She was running like a fucking Navy SEAL. Those heels, dude, leave yeah. her alone. Yeah, and I was like, if that's like your biggest problem, but that's the thing is like every movie has to be like, oh, does it support women or not? I mean. Uh, or, or just vice versa. Does it have to be? Does it have to stand for some? Like, why can't it just be a freaking? I think it supported women being awesome in, in nice shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? And he, he goes, he goes, why are they focusing on the shoes? Like, why can't we focus on the fact that she's wearing a white dress? Like, how stupid is that? Like, he says that in his interview. Uh, and that was I because I read it right after I saw the movie, and it made me watch like it more. My biggest thing of the movie is I ha- I truly haven't had that much fun sitting in a movie theater. And I'm not talking about sitting there and being like, oh, my God, they said Stephen Strange. Oh, my God, they said this. Oh, there's Captain America's helmet, the first Iron Man movie. I'm not like Th- not those, those are all fun, Glenn. Yeah, they were. But those were moments. But like I've never I haven't been to movie theater since I saw Death at a Funeral, as I explained to Ben. Uh, I haven't seen an audience have that much fun with a movie in a long time. And besides, if we're going to really, get you didn't go to the midnight showing of the Friday the 13th remake well, in my neck of the woods. Or, or any no. showing of... Uh, it, it, it was exceedingly fun. Sure. The, um, to, be, to be honest, though, like I, can, I can buy it since I know that the top speed of a T-Rex is really 20 miles an hour. And somebody was really freaked out. Like I think the average human speed is like 15, but Usain Bolt ran almost like 50 miles an hour at one stretch. So I'm pretty sure she could... I, I can buy her outrunning a T-Rex. Like they... Uh, like they're like, hey, the T Rex thing in the first movie, T Rexes can't run that fast. So, I can buy it. I can, even though this movie is sticking with the uh, the scientific inaccuracies, which is also something I don't have a problem with. Although I and I like how they kind of pointed that out too when he's like talking yeah. about bigger and scarier. Like not yes. only is that talking about blockbusters, it's talking about what they did in the park. It still it still makes me like I, I saw a. a you know, a review that was upset about the scientific inaccuracies in this movie, which I'm so beyond, I'm so past at this point. Uh, I, I, the same thing applies for like a, an article I saw on io9 the other day that was really mad about uh, Jaws still because it informed people's opinions on sharks or whatever, which I'm still not exactly sure about. Like, if you go swimming in shark-infested waters, like... Like it's okay to do that. They're not gonna eat you. Is that a? Is that it's what people are trying game. to say? Like I, I think they're trying to say like people saw Jaws and it made them want to hunt and kill sharks, which I don't buy. But okay, uh, back to the movie, Glenn. What, what would you actually? What did you think of the movie? What would you have rated it had you written a review for the website and, and, uh, and thoughts? I, I am gonna write. I'm gonna review it, but it's gonna be done as uh, oh. Officer uh, Healy. Uh, as I, uh, that's why I said like every movie I've noticed has to deal with the main character yeah. being a female, uh, is because I've just been blowing through all of Orange is the New Black. Officer Healy is such a dick. And I just, I thought it would be really fun to do this as Healy, and hopefully people wouldn't take it as serious because I feel like if I joked about it with my own name to it, it'd be like, oh wow, you're a sexist pig, and it's like no, I'm just pointing out things that we're just getting butt hurt about for no reason. Correct. Uh, but I, I know I. Well, what would you as Glenn have rated this film? I just, I, I liked it. I mean, it was, it was fun, and that was, it was like Pacific Rim, except I didn't have to listen to Charlie Hunnam. I oh, think I, like that's a four. True. 
four. I mean, I'm I'm not like it's not too high. Anything anything stick out to you that that wowed you or that you hated or loved? Uh, I mean, you pretty much called it as far as how the ending was gonna. Yeah. Go down. Uh, I would say the one thing I hated was in. Uh oh, we were having technical difficulties, Glenn. Dude, he is cutting out like a motherfucker. Glenn, you are going in and out, sir. Sounds like he's gargling some really huge dude. It's not so good. Uh, he's chorging. He's chorging right now. Go, go ahead and try. Go ahead and try that thought again. Uh, I mean, I liked it. I would have given it a four. I feel like if I talk more, you're just gonna talk about how I'm cutting out bad. No, no, you're doing good so far. Yep. Uh, but no, I mean, it was. I just didn't like how in the trailer, like if you see the trailer, you know who's gonna die like two minutes into the movie. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, he flies a helicopter. Oh, she's wearing that black pantsuit. Oh, I know what happens to him. <laughs> and the kids can't die. I'm not spoiling anything by saying it. I mean, I just... No. I mean, the love of God. The, the, we have, we've never shied away from spoilers anyway on this just, podcast. So When pterodactyls are raining from the sky, like I know people don't want to see it. It has to be PZ-13, but... Yeah. Can I just see one kid getting picked up? I don't need to see him like have a long drag out death like that one girl where I just wanted her to just, just end it already because that just made me uncomfortable. But yes. uh, man, I just yeah, I mean, the kids were the worst part, which is generally the point of Jurassic Park. I feel like is just don't have children. <laughs> oh sure. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they were fucking horrible. Uh, Aaron, what did you think of the movie? What would you have rated it? Uh, highs and lows, opinions. Um, I'd have been about four and a quarter. Okay, so you're right there with. Uh, I really enjoyed it. You know, yeah. it was you're going in to watch a movie about dinosaurs. You know, on an island. So, I mean, your expectations you, know, you set them as you will. But it, it, you know, like Glenn was saying, it was a lot of fun uh, to watch. But uh, t- to me, uh, I thought an outstanding performance was Vincent D'Onofrio. Mm-hmm. Like just from going like last seeing him as the kingpin and just kind of seeing him transition into what he was on screen. It's like man, like. You forget that this dude can fucking act. He was really, really good to me. Uh, Chris Pratt, I, I thought was pretty good. Uh, it it kind of felt at times like they were pushing, like like trying to make him, like force him to come off as being witty. So it just felt a little forced at times. But yeah, you know, it, it's I felt a like movie about dinosaurs, man. What do you want? At points, it kind of felt like they're like, hey, you know that character you do on Parks and Rec, the FBI guy, Burt Macklin. We want you to do that, but serious. <laughs> Right, <laughs> like it's not a joke. We okay, Bert, so you're Burt Macklin, and now right then I got a flash of that. You know, so who's the alpha? I am kid. That was a total Burt Macklin line. Yeah, like it, he was playing Burt Macklin, but seriously, son of uh, a bitch, man, you just really warped that movie. Okay, I'm dropping it down to a three and a half uh, after that. Um, <laughs> I feel like that would make it better. Is, I don't is think a it would. Burt Macklin. To I me, would love a Burt Macklin movie. To me, the things that kind of knocked it down, because I had fun watching it, by and large. And to me, it was the best of the sequels, but we're talking a low bar. Ooh, uh, ooh, ooh. I don't know who was the best of the sequels. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. I mean, because I, I yeah. liked it from beginning to end, and I can't say that about Jurassic Park 2. Uh, I like Jurassic Park 2 from... To, to be honest, I really like Jurassic Park 2 from when they got to the island to right about 
right before they left the island. That's that's when I liked the movie. But it was so gold bloomy though. Everything before that, yeah, I know. But he wasn't even as gold bloomy as he was in the first movie. Yeah, he was like a yeah. He was way. I liked him way more as Ian Malcolm from the first movie, and then he got like PTSD from (laughs) the first movie and. He was he was not as wacky and crazy in the second film, but Fair he was right, gold I'll back gloom. that. I'll back that. He was gold gloom. <laughs> um, there was nothing in this movie though that I took issue with that wasn't kind of within its own can. Just you know, and and they're definitely nitpicky things. Uh, some of them are just like, ah, eh, who gives a fuck? Well, things, yeah. But... Why the fuck do they not start clearing people out like way earlier than what they did? Well, the first thing that really stuck out to me was Vincent D'Onofrio's character wants to use dinosaurs as weapons. That seemed like a really stupid idea to me. Like even for this movie, but everyone else thought it was dumb. Yeah. Well, I mean, I except mean... for except for Indian John Hammond, who I guess brought all these motherfuckers in for all of this stuff. I loved that guy. Yeah, well, I mean, he was just playing John Hammond, essentially. Uh, yeah, he was, but man, he just, it looked like right before they would do a take of him, like, you could see him just, like, he would turn around to, like, do a, sort some coke before every time of lines, and I just loved that, like, he just, he was so, it was such a caricature that he almost felt too real at times, yeah. I don't know, I loved him, though. They played a game where all of his lines were obscured by a line of coke. You're referring to Irfan uh, Khan. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Simon all of... uh, Masra- Maserati was that it? Mm-hmm. Was yeah. it Maserati? Yeah. Maserati. Yeah. Uh, all of his lines on the on on the call sheet were obscured by coke, and then he had to snort them off and then read the line uh, as they filmed. Like I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's how it went. You know, what I thought was really confusing is why did their parents have to be going through a divorce? The two kids. Uh, because it's a Steven Spielberg production. They needed oh. to make. <laughs> 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 um... So I'm just sitting there like, okay, like obviously, like the, you know, the kid's autistic. You know, he he he's got you know. Uh, oh my god, he had a couple like... of quirks. But I mean, why throw on top of that? Like, by the way, your parents hate each other. Now go look at dinosaurs. It's like holy yeah. shit, dude. Like, he had, like, have you ever seen ET? He had like <laughs> super massive ADHD. That kid did. And then the other kid who was constantly on fucking boner pills. Holy shit. Yeah, he was a and sociopath. That's just being seventeen, man. I suppose. Um... <laughs> I was happy that they at least managed to, I guess, kind of explain why the Indominus Rex can camouflage itself. But why did it not it do a... it ever again throughout the entire movie? Yeah, you think it would constantly do it. Uh, right. To, you know, because it would the fuck predator, it. Predator, his ass was always invisible. Clearly, the only reason it has the ability to camouflage itself is because they could do that scene, just like how Quicksilver was in. Uh, fucking Days of Future Past just so they could do that scene and then they had to get rid of it because otherwise Quicksilver would have helped them easily get through the end of that movie. Otherwise, any Dominus Rex would have eaten every yes. motherfucker on that island. That's right. Um, the thing that really weirded me out the most was there's all these inv- all these advancements in genetic engineering. And uh, even though it was overcome in the second movie, they, they mentioned it in the first movie and the second movie, but they're like, hey, way back the fuck when they bred the dinosaurs with a lysine deficiency, which should have killed them off without the park providing it to them. They were bred deficient. You mean the T-Rex? Is that what you're getting at? No, no, no. Like, <laughs> in, the, in the first two movies, they were kind of, the dinosaurs were bred with, without this enzyme or whatever. Right. And they had to be artificially given it in order to survive. So if they don't give it to them, they just die. But 
there was some plant or some shit that was giving them the lysine. If they were capable of doing that way the back, way the fuck back when in in the first two movies, how is there not just like a button that they press and their brains explode? Like they just like a genetic uh... kill switch. Like if a dinosaur escapes, they just go beep and the dinosaur drops dead. Dude, that'd be rad. Like in, in the book, that does exist. I mean, uh, I, I know why they don't have it, because if they don't do it, because if they do do, like, a genetic kill switch, then the movie's over. Like, I understand that, but... They should have just put the shot collars on them, like, from the, the beginning of Running Man. Yes, that's right. You break well, the barrier, I mean, your you fucking know, head explodes, that's it. To me, it just goes all the way back to my original point that I, I had made with Glenn a bunch of times, which is this... The first movie was just a one-off. Like, there, there's just not enough material to make sequels out of, and they keep trying to make sequels out of it. And, yes, they're making fun movies, but they're, they're making movies that aren't even hard for you to spot. Like, you don't even have to think to, for a loophole to, to come up. And usually... Like, the like best... why'd the Mosasaur wait to jump out and eat someone, like, so late in the movie? <laughs> Would he have been doing that shit from Jump? That's right, with all the people well, fucking around. the park yeah. was turned off, and the, uh... Oh, right. You needed, you needed the T-Rex and the Velociraptor to push it through that fence. I mean... Is it, anyone else really hoping that when the Blu-ray comes out, we get a, a director's cut where we hear an internal monologue from the Blue Raptor where it struggles with which, you know, to back the the, the Indonymous or Chris Pratt? Voiced by Andy like, Serkis. Yeah. yeah, by Andy Serkis. And there's a couple of quick flashbacks where Chris Pratt's like, you know, tickling it when it's little, you know what I mean? And then the Rex is like, you know, yeah, being shitty to it one time in high school. Yeah, yeah. Decides, Fuck this, you know what I mean? He's giving it a bubble bath and shit like that. Yeah, Team Burt Macklin, son. And then, you know, he just goes at it. Like, you know, I want to see that. <laughs> the backstory. That would be awesome. Uh, I want to you know, see it. Yeah. Absolutely. Some of the callbacks to the first, and there were callbacks, plenty of callbacks to the first movie. Uh-huh. Some of them, some of them I liked. Uh, I liked uh, when Claire goes to get the fucking T Rex for the end fight, and she's got the flare. Like that, okay. I thought was awesome. Even though I, I think of that as kind of a ridiculous joke now, but that as a callback, I thought was awesome. I'm like, oh, that's fucking great. Uh, the uh, I, I guess finding the uh, the old visitor center was uh, was fun. Like they found the old dinosaur banner and shit. Uh, things like that, and but a lot of them were. It seemed like some of it was way too call. You know what I mean? Like clearly, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard were Grant and Ellie, and the kids were the kids, and they had the John oh, Hammond you, guy. Sir. And well, I'm, I'm telling you, one of them, uh, one of them at least was was Tim for sure, because he was annoying and obsessed with dinosaurs. Uh, so one of them was at least Tim, but the other kid was, was, was no Lex by, but then by default you were making, uh, Oh, what is that fucking dude's name? The, uh, the guy, uh, one of the computer guys, the the guy who stayed behind the nerdy, what's his name? Yeah. 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 Jake Johnson. Lowry. Yeah, yeah, you would Lowry. essentially be, be making him the the Jeff Goldblum of this film, and he is nowhere near uh, a no, Jeff no, Goldblum. There was, there was no, there was he's no, supposed to be Arnold. Yeah, there was no Goldblum in this movie. Um, he's just he's not good, man. I, I just don't get it about this guy. He had that one line. I liked the, I liked his I liked his one line when uh, she comes in and chastises him about wearing an old Jurassic Park shirt, and he's like, "Yeah, I mean, I know some people died and shit. It was sad, but." I thought the best like, thing he did in this movie was when he reacted to Chris Pratt knocking down all his toy dinosaurs. <laughs> that was the part I liked the most. Um, 
you know, like there wasn't really a, a Nedry or anything like that. Oh, uh, uh, Wu. Oh, Henry Wu. Oh, I mean, well, oh, he was. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, he was playing himself. The obvious uh, loose end from the film for another sequel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, there was there was plenty. There was enough enjoyable shit for sure. Can I ask you a question though? Who me? Yeah, since these dinosaurs are so dangerous and they can kill people, and and they don't have a uh, kill switch engaged, which is also a horrible band. Um, <laughs> how come Tilikum is still alive at SeaWorld? I have no idea, sir. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm, I don't know if it's because of the millions they probably spent on him and that investment they would make. Probably. As a heartless corporation. Yeah, I mean, that is true. I, and obviously, that's what this movie is all about <laughs> as well. Oh, yeah. It's definitely about commercialism. And Jimmy Buffett saving his margaritas. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. <laughs> that was a truly great cameo. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, look, and I... I I laughed out loud when she's like, well, the deal's done. And she's Wait, like, Jimmy Buffett was in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. When everybody's running away and shit, everybody's scattering all over the place. Jimmy, there is a shot of a dude who run, who's running, but then stops to pick up his drinks and then runs away. And that's Jimmy Buffett picking up margaritas and running. Was it CGI Buffett or was it actually Buffett? I think it was really Buffett. It was Buffett. Yeah, it was Buffett, Buffett, Buffett. Buffett. Yep. Yeah, it was when the pterodactyls are flying down. The drinks were CGI, though. Uh, no, the, uh, uh, I, I, I love that line where she's uh, talking about Indominus Rex. She comes back from that meeting, and she's like, well, it's settled. Verizon Wireless presents the Indominus Rex. And, and, no one, and there's no cell service on the island? Yeah. <laughs> they should have said, like, oh, why did Mom and Dad get a sprint? And that one dude, and that one dude bitched, he's like, you know, that they got all the ballparks why not everything else uh shit like that uh it was that that was that was really great and it totally seems like so and you know and i agree with the premise too that like oh the park's been open for a while so now they've got to do something to to wow people and bring in the crowds because uh you know just seeing a regular dinosaur is no big deal anymore it's just a it's just a thing and I like how they address the inaccuracies of what the dinosaurs would look like when he's oh, like, oh, sure, sure, yeah. He's even giving that ham fisted, cheesy line about what the movie basically being self aware. Yeah. And he's like, you know, they would have been different from the beginning. This is what we've been doing. Like, I, I, I enjoyed that. I felt like that was a, that was a nice way to kind of touch up on things that yeah. everybody bitches about when, oh, I thought would have done Basically, the director's like. being like, uh, suck a dick. We'll do what we want. Yes. So. Um, I mean, but you know, come on. Uh, if 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 Henry Wu was half as smart as he claims to be, he'd know that that the half life on genetic code is is only five hundred or so years. So there's no way they could even have you know sixty five million year old dinosaur genetics uh, available for them to to recreate dinosaurs in the first place. Uh, well, he remembered oh, a thing about tree frogs. <laughs> oh yes, the tree frogs to uh, acclimatize it to a a tropical uh, or whatever a jungle climate or whatever. Uh, yeah, they, uh, even though they, that was a good, it, no, that was a good speech. Jungle. That was a good <laughs> speech though. And he's like, Hey man, uh, you're the one who said you wanted a cool dinosaur. He's like, you can't have super, you know, hyper stylized predator features without the corresponding, uh, you know, fucking intense predator nature of the dinosaur. Uh, you can't <laughs> just separate those things. If you want something that looks like a crazy super predator, you're going to wind up with a crazy super predator. Surprise, surprise. Uh, no, I mean, I like the movie. It was, uh, it was, it was totally fine. It's just, you know, it's never, they're never going to touch 
what the first movie did, and that's because you've got like the the magic of the visual effects at the time, which were revolutionary, and you've got the nostalgia factor, and you've just got a really great story that was well told and finished in such a way that there never needed to be another one, but they did. I guess it is kind of self referential in that in that regard, right? Like, uh, and I think uh, Colin Trevorrow even kind of talked about it. It's like uh, he said he said when he sat down with Steven Spielberg to to talk about the movie when he wanted him to direct. He's like, why would there be a, you know, why does there need to be a Jurassic Park 4? And Spielberg literally told him, like, well, the whole concept is a giant, money-hungry, powerful corporation uh, needs to keep making their money and, you know, you know what I mean? And like, so not only, not only is that the story of the movie, that's also why the movie got made, because they oh, saw yeah. money in the franchise still. And they're going to milk it dry for all. Uh, they were very right as far as money in the franchise. Yeah, they were. They had more money in it than people uh, anticipated, for sure. Um, what else is there? Oh, I finally saw uh, Kingsman, the Secret Service, which I don't think either of you guys have seen, correct? Not yet. Yeah. Um, Glenn, I'm guessing the silence is also a, a confirmation of you having not seen it. No, I haven't. I mean, I will. I promised Ben I will, but uh, I haven't seen it yet. It's really excellent. It's fucking Aaron. Aaron will love this movie because it's right down his alley. But um, it's it's really fucking excellent. It's a it's basically a really well made version of every over the top Bond movie there is. And any movie where the villain is ridiculous with a super ridiculous plot with super ridiculous gadgets. Because they've done some more serious Bond movies, but we're talking like, you know, near the end of the uh, Connery. Like Moonraker? Yes. Like, kind of, maybe not that ridiculous, not like Moonraker <laughs> levels of ridiculous, but close to that. Uh, close to that. Like, just super silly and shit. Um, I was pretty surprised at how much I... Uh, like I, I just rewatched it the other night because Jen wanted to see it as well, and I was kind of surprised. Like Sam Jackson, to me, the first time I watched it, it's like holy shit, he seems so different to me. Like after a second viewing, he's he's much more Sam Jackson like, but he's not he's not doing the straight up character that he does in every other movie he's ever been in, uh, no matter what the setting. Uh, he really does do this like Mike Tyson esque lisp throughout the whole movie. Uh, which is kind of off-putting at first, but then you sort of get used to it. Uh, but he's great as the villain. He's fucking awesome. His sidekick is awesome. Uh, Colin Firth is really fucking great. I mean, you know, spoiler alert, Colin Firth is good at acting, but uh, yeah, he was really <laughs> nah, excellent. bullshit. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was excellent. Uh, I mean, everybody. Mark Strong is in this. He's great. Michael Caine is in it. Mark Hamill is in this movie, uh, albeit for a brief amount of time, and he's excellent. It's a really fucking good movie. And the kid who uh, who was the focus of the movie, whose name I can't remember off the top of my head, uh, was also surprisingly very good. Uh, a talented young man whose name I can't remember. Um, so Shia LaBeouf. It was not Shia LaBeouf, but... Uh, Aaron, I, I'm hoping you saw the, uh, the, the trailer after the Shia LaBeouf motivational speech hit the internet that Zack Snyder thought it... Uh, appropriate to put Shia LaBeouf in his Dawn of Justice movie. I did. Oh, that's such a... Now, that's a movie I would totally fucking see. I enjoyed the shit out of that. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf and Batman vs. Superman and the Dawn of Do It. I would totally watch that movie all day, every day. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened, man. He found the key. He found the key to make himself interesting where people actually want to see him do shit now. He, he somehow found it. It's, it's just to, to, to buy into the crazy and just go with it. Yeah, he just, yeah. Yeah, back that to... works for Gary Busey. Oh, my Good God. You, Shia. Yeah. He found something that works, yeah. He finally, yeah, he finally got himself out of the doghouse that Aaron had put him in so long ago that now uh, James Franco is residing in. Oh, uh, fucking Franco. This, Yo, Dave's in there too, man. Sleeping on the mountains of shit that have accumulated because Aaron will refuse to let them outside. Absolutely. Uh, they, are, they are in there. I'm going to hum- oh. human centipede their asses together, but I'll make, I'll make it a daisy chain and just loop them around <laughs> in a circle. Um, we can just live off each other's shit for a while. Also up on the website, uh, Dan O'Neill has a review for Inside Out, the, uh, the latest Pixar film, which uh, for a Pixar movie, I was shocked at the lack of... Uh, promotion for this movie. Like, I have been not seeing shit tons of trailers for this movie all over the place, which I assumed I would have. Uh, when I started seeing reviews, I'm like, holy shit, this came out already? And yeah, it, it came out. He gave it four and a half, by the way, uh, uh, meeting yeah, critical sure. acclaim. Did you see it as well, Glenn? Yeah, I saw it. What'd you think? I loved it. Uh, it's not... I mean, Incredibles will always be my favorite one, but uh, it's from the guy who also did Up. So, uh, yes. um, you know, that five minute sequence Fire where eyes your heart is question. ripped out. There's about two or three of those in this movie. Assholes. Yeah. Uh, and Lewis Black is anger. It's just perfect. In oh, my it. God. Really? Yeah. And That's Richard perfect. Kind's in it. And it's just perfect. Lewis Black is anger is, is fucking tremendous. And Kyle uh, McLaughlin is the dad. The uh, uh, ultimately... We need to do a flawed and decisive about the Pixar movies. I believe there's more than enough of them yeah. uh, to rank them. So uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to totally do that at some point. Um, yeah, reviews up on the website uh, for that as well. Aaron, did you, ha- did you have uh, – do you want to do that thing that you had brought up in the chat beforehand uh, about Father's Day? This oh, being Father's Day sir. is we're recording this, of course. Okay. Uh, I-, I posed the question to the boys before we got onto the show. Yeah, since it is Father's Day, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I know we're not supposed to break that wall, but, you know, fuck it, we are. Um, I I asked the fellas, if you had to choose one father from a TV show, who would be your dad? And also, the same goes for a a movie dad. And the only stipulation is they have to have been a father in the show or movie they're in. So, uh, do you guys have answers? Uh, I am working on my answer at the moment. We lost Glenn, and hopefully he'll be back. Glenn, are you back? Yeah, I'm just gonna have to do this on my phone. Glenn is back. Uh, Aaron, Glenn, so Aaron, you, well, have you put thought into it first? I did. Okay, so you, you start. You start while we continue to think. Okay. Uh, for TV What's shows, the I mean, the, oh, it's, the, who would you pick? The one for I posted a... to the Facebook chat. Who would you choose to be your TV dad? Who would you choose to be your movie dad? Right. But but they have to have been a father, like, in the perspective movie or TV show. Yes. Uh, for me, it, it came down to a couple of choices for TV because an obvious first one, you, you know, you would go with the doctor because, I mean, how fucking cool would that be? Yeah, and he has uh, been a father, technically, yes. Absolutely. Um, but then I really sat down and thought about it, uh, and I think if anyone would be my TV dad, it would be one Oliver Queen. Oh, has, has he been a daddy? Is he a daddy? Oh, he is a daddy. Remember his kid? Uh, you know, his mom paid the mom to run off and flee. So oh, he's got a he's got a kid out there. So who, what's that? Well, you, you wouldn't know it's him. 
Yeah, you wouldn't know that he's your dad. Oh, no, he knows. This kid knows. Trust me, there's no way in shit Connor Hawk is not going to show up on this show. And when he does, don't be surprised if he's, you know, a 16 or 17-year-old kid who's really about 20. You know, that way he fits that demo where, you know, he could be, like, sexy in the show, but he's still young. I think if anyone, like, the, the cast-off vag alone from Oliver, it would be ridiculous. Plus, eventually you get to become, spoiler alert, the fucking Green Arrow. I mean, I think hands down, uh, it's Oliver Queen for me. When it came to movies, I mean, so many choices. I mean, I can't tell you how many dads Schwarzenegger has played uh, all the big guys, Stallone, Van Damme. Uh, so I really had to struggle with that because I kept coming back to uh, Colonel John Matrix from Commando. This dude, like, went to war with a nation to rescue Alyssa Milano. And I think for me, I mean, that warrants at least two or three small shitty little countries like that. No offense, Alyssa, but I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, but then in my heart, I really went like, who would be like an awesome, like it would just be awesome to be, you know, considered one of this person's children. And uh, my movie dad, therefore, is one Arthur Weasley. That's not a bad movie, dad. Absolutely not. Works I think for the Ministry perfect. of Magic. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a nice cozy you, know, you get home. to be a wizard. Honestly, you know, you're pure blood. You don't really care. But I mean, you know, you kind of do. <laughs> Even though you're going to choose Mary a Muddle. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. Really, Arthur Weasley, you, you, can't, you can't go any wrong. And plus, you know, Molly Weasley and your mom, and that's just like a fucking super bonus. You know what I mean? So right. you could do worse. Uh, so do either one of you have an answer? I'm trying to think of like, I'm trying to determine whether or not I should pick the best possible father or the coolest father. I'm not sure which is the better answer. Like, should I? Because no, there are definitely some some cool father figures. Like, I guess they're not cool fathers; they're cool characters that aren't particularly good fathers or great fathers. Um, uh, Like, I'm white about to crack into your uh, two list. Um, I mean, you know, if you think about it with his kids, they both come <laughs> off pretty unscathed by and large. And I mean, rich. minus and this. Yeah. And rich. I mean, minus, of course, the scarring of the fact that your father was a criminal mastermind that killed a bunch of people and that himself wound up dead. Uh, you know, and I'm sure there's probably some bad mental scarring that comes along with it. Um, no, I yeah, think that money, though, I think <laughs> I would want a my TV dad to be Ned Stark from Game of Thrones. Uh, I mean, yes, yes, he dies really fucking quickly. Really? But you're going to be super young when he dies, and yeah. you might be crippled. I mean, okay, and and I the chances know. and the chances of my inheriting the throne will probably also result in me being killed. But, right. man, is he just like the There's loyalist. Yeah, but, I mean, he was such a good dad, and he was so fucking loyal to his kids and his family. Like, I feel like I'd be lucky to have that guy as a dad, even though he dies insanely quickly. He's even loyal to loyal to his sister's son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. To his bastard child. Spoiler he's, alert. He's such a sweetheart, that Ned Stark. Books, people. <laughs> Ned Stark. I apologize for nothing. Ned Stark. Uh, Ned Stark is my pick. Um, I briefly considered... Uh, Wait, okay, I, but uh, would you be there for his beheading? Would I be there for it? Would you want to witness it? No, no, I don't think I, I don't think I could do that. No, I mean, if he was my dad, no, I, I don't think I could. I don't think I could do that. Um, Arya Stark, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think who would be a good movie dad. Uh, Odin, maybe. 
Oh, that's a Thor. fucking solid choice. He is oh. a. I mean, yes, there's some competition. Which kid do you get to be? I. I mean, if <laughs> well, now, now yeah. wait, are we are we replacing? No, wait a minute, hold on, oh, Aaron. I'm just kidding. I'm Aaron, kidding. Aaron is the creator of this. Are we replacing one of the children in the show, the movie or television I think show? You're just like or an additional one. Yeah, like we're you, an additional. You show. could be, you know, uh, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, okay, so I'm the one. I'm the one who's sitting Coffin. back. Like that's yeah. You know, that, that's your. I'm your I'm the so I so I'm the kid from the dis gonna be good meme where I like pop a chair down and grab some popcorn and just watch Loki and Thor fight it out. Yeah. Like I just sit back. I'm the party animal who doesn't give a shit about ascending to the throne. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. You're essentially I, whatever Bill Clinton's brother's name is. You're that. Yeah, George. You don't Clinton, give a fuck right? who wins. You, you just want someone in power. You're Bill Clinton's cool brother. Way. Bill Clinton's brother is George Clinton, right? He has a band yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, that's it. Like, I wonder if you could start the Asgardian Parliament, uh, Parliament Funkadelic. Like, would you? Really <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could. I could do that. Sure. Uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron has stated his, uh, I have stated mine. Glenn, do you have a, a TV dad and a, and a, and a movie dad? Uh, I mean, movie dad, probably Sean Connery from, uh, Last Crusade. Oh my God. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, of that. Dr. Like, Jones, the OG. Yeah. That's right. I feel yeah. like, or even being Indiana Jones' son, that would also, I mean... I wouldn't find out until I was 20 and I have to be Shia LaBeouf. Or no, no, I would be. No, no, no. You, you get to be his brother. Kid. Yeah, you yeah. could be Shia LaBeouf. So you could have been raised as, like, you know, Montana Jones. That's right. Yeah, that's, I, I could do that. North Carolina. If you had to pick a state to go with Jones, what state would be your name? Oh, Nevada's pretty good. Um, Nevada Jones. That, that really sounds like a dancer. <laughs> it does. Um... You know, uh, there, there's a there's a couple of good ones. South Dakota, maybe. I think Utah Jones just screams macho. I would go with that because I imagine your beard would smell a lot like dirt. South Dakota Jones sounds too much like a blues singer. I like it though. I really <laughs> dig that. It's pretty good. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, see, there's South other careers you can get out of it. I love that. That's really a good name. <laughs> well, shit. Hello, new gamer tag. <laughs> South Dakota Jones coming at you. Uh, TV dad, I mean, Don Drake. You definitely would have. No, oh God. Angel, uh, well, money. Angel I mean, dad? I'm, I'm also just be Roger Sterling's son. That would be pretty oh. sweet. Um, but, uh, I mean, maybe. What's his. Because uh, you, you were be talking son, just so you get to breastfeed. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, no, but Malcolm in the Middle. I'd like to be Brian Cranston's son. He, you know, there's always shenanigans oh, and sure. your mom's a bitch, but you know, you know, there's love there. The dad, good choice, the, man. the the dad from the Wonder Years. I can't remember his name. Wayne, maybe was it Wayne? Oh Wayne? yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Wayne, Wayne the brother. I can't remember. Uh, before we talk about E3, you guys, Anakin Skywalker is going to prison. Did you guys read about this? Why did somebody finally arrest him for Phantom Menace? No. Uh, Jake Lloyd takes on cops and crazy car chase. What? This is from. Uh, it's all over the place right now. You're making but this shit up, right? Like this isn't true. No, uh, I'm. I'm gonna read it as they wrote it on Jalopnik, but because they wrote it hilariously. Uh, 
because they write here Anakin Skywalker takes on cops in crazy land speeder chase because oh, they're sort of making they're making chase. but they're sort of making fun of it. Uh, they say here by land speeder, I'm referring to the wheeled type of land speeders that we tend to write about on this site a lot. Sometimes they're called cars by Anakin Skywalker. Uh, I mean the actor who played the young larval Darth Vader, Jake Lloyd, and by cops I mean real South Carolina sheriff deputies. Uh, here's what happened, according to TMZ. Uh, young Anakin, who is now goateed but still looking basically the same, was driving in Charleston, South Carolina, when sheriff's deputies began a pursuit. Uh, so far, it is not yet clear why the initial pursuit started. But Jake Lloyd, possibly reliving flashbacks of his Padre scene, seems to have gone nuts and started driving recklessly and fast, passing cars on double yellows and taking the cops into another county altogether. Eventually, he lost control of the vehicle, which ran off the road, plowing through a fence and finally stopping after impacting a few trees. Apparently, Lloyd is physically okay. Uh, Must have been a bad coupler. Yeah. Uh, He's now in police custody. Uh, and, uh, I guess the, the, according to Jalopnik, he is about to reveal how starring as a child in the worst Star Wars movie of all time can really mess up your life. Uh, no official report just, uh, uh, but it's <laughs> an awesome ending to the, to the findings. Uh, no official report just yet, but rumor has it that his blood test found elevated levels of metachlorians way beyond the legal. Oh, kaboom. <laughs> Tell me you threw that part in. No, no, that was their that was their sentence oh, that they tossed nice. in at the end. Uh, very well done, and hilariously so. Um, uh, so before we talk about uh, the uh, the box office and uh, and the rest of that jazz, uh, we've got to discuss a little bit about E3. There's a uh, one premium podcast that's up on the website now, geekly.com/premium. Uh, Glenn is going to be doing another one. Uh, fairly soon as well with more E3. But uh, for the people on uh, on the free stream here on CinemaGeekly.com, I thought we'd talk about it at least a little bit. Aaron, did you keep up with any of the, the, the happenings at the E3? or uh, Just uh, James Gunn talking about how much he loved Morpheus. That's pretty much about it. That's all you saw? You didn't, you didn't watch yeah. We've got a whole uh, article. By the way, in case people uh, haven't seen it yet, uh, we have a whole article up on the website full of trailers and uh, gameplay footage. Just uh, tons and tons and tons of them, uh, including uh, Xbox doing their, uh, their fire back at Sony this year. Last year, it was Sony who was taking pot shots at Xbox, and this year it was... Uh, Xbox taking pot shots at Sony because uh, Microsoft announced that uh, the X-Bone will be backwards compatible with 360 games. And, uh, of course, uh, if you own a PS4 you uh, and owned PS3 games in the past, uh, you still have to pay to play those games on the PS4. There's no backwards compatibility uh, for PS3 games, and you have to pay to stream them. I have no idea what's happening with Glenn. <laughs> he has exploded. Did you hear all that, Aaron? That was amazing. I think the wishy noise, it sounded almost as if he was in a plane and he opened a hatch and jumped out and someone was able to close the hatch after him. That's right. I'm going to text him to see if everything's That's how okay. wooshy that was. <laughs> I'm going to text Glenn to see if it sounded okay. Um, well, he does live in Texas, so it could have been a pos- like a tornado. Like They do get those there. That's right. Uh, let me see here. Uh, uh, Glenn just says he's out. 
He's, oh, like, he I'm done try- he's yeah. like, I'm done trying today. His internet just finally shit the bed on him, so he's had enough fun for the day. Well, so much for the E3 discussion, since Aaron didn't really see much from E3 this year. Um, just James Gunn, man. Just James, James Gunn. Well, for, I really uh, want to try Morpheus, though. It looks pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean they've they've got those they've got those for all of the um they've got them for all of the systems. Of course, there's like Oculus, there's Oculus Rift that's coming out, and the project. Yeah, Morpheus. that'll be a big one too, man. Like uh, I hear that's the one porn is backing, so uh, it might be best to jump on the Oculus. Yeah, that, that might be the one that wins. Porn is always ahead of the curve on that shit. That's right, Blu-ray, ladies and gentlemen, picked by porn. Uh, I believe that's a and true DVD, story. VHS, they were on it, dude. Uh yeah, Beta Beta Max still shaking. I think, their fist I think Glenn uh, is currently skydiving, and we're hearing him free fall. Yeah, Glenn, we still got you. Does he know he connected again? I have no idea. Yeah, I, I can hear you now. Okay. Holy shit! It sounded like you were skydiving for a moment. Yeah, I don't know what happened. It literally it said you were on the call, but the call was ended. Like the time. He just was sounds still like going. a really loud Terminator. The uh. But, I don't know. Well, no, I'm I'm no. done. If I cut out again, I'm I'm sorry. Oh, there I'm it goes. There try. it goes. We got you. we got you. You're fine. Um. So, did you have anything from E3 that stood out for you, Glenn? Uh, besides the Skynet that is No Man's Sky. So yeah, are you just uh, are you just like? Are, it's are too good to be true. I mean, that's that's. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to happen. I don't get it. Okay. I, I mean, I can explain it to you. Do you want me to explain it? Because I can. It is explainable. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I know. I just. Well, I mean, well, I mean, I just, if you know, though, but if you know, then it seems possible. If you if if you know, if just, you think it is impossible, then it needs to be explained because it, it's really not. It's not. It's not impossible. Um, no, I know it's not impossible, but I just it, yeah. No, I, I had to. I had to explain it to Dan when we were talking on Level Your Gear about it as well, because, uh, because he. Uh, uh, because he 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 was convinced that there's no way that you could store all of the information for this game on a on a console. Uh, so yeah, I, I had I had to explain. Aaron Aaron, do you know what the game is that we were talking about? No, this, I have this, no fucking idea. <laughs> it's, it's 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 called No Man's Sky, and it's like you know what Minecraft is, right? Yeah, um, that's the one that the the murder porn one from South Park, right? <laughs> uh, is that what it is? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, no. Uh, it's it's like a. I have not watched nearly enough South Park. Apparently, that um, was the one I where all the parents were watching game. murder porn, but the kids were uh, were playing Minecraft. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like a sandbox. It's like a it's like a digital Legos and shit, but it's open world. Right. It's very it's very vast. Uh, this game is going to be kind of like that. Except it's in space, and oh, uh, you can go. It looks cooler. It, it looks a lot cooler as well. You can fly around and shoot at shit, and trade, and build things, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And but it, it, it's a it's an open world like MMO kind of game. But and, and by open world though, it's more like open universe because holy the, fuck, dude! In the, in the gameplay. He's at a certain point, and then he pulls back to the map, and he's like, "Okay, this is the star." that represents the solar system that I'm currently in. And he's like, I want everybody to know as I continue to pull back on the map that every single dot of light is a star with a solar system that you can travel to. And it's just... Dude, this is like some Ready Player One kind of shit, man. Yeah, it's, it's you know... I believe and each solar system has a planet that is planet-sized planets. Out of here. Yeah, and every solar system has planets that you can what go What console visit. is this going to be for? It's for... 
PlayStation 4 at launch. And what? Then, and then PC and Xbox eventually as well. You need uh, to like link up like a separate PlayStation and a car battery so you can no. make this fucker work or what? No. So the, our server is going to be for this, right? For the website? <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah, right. Uh, the, uh, so the, the, the way they did it, they did it brilliantly because it doesn't work exactly like most open world games do uh, or even like minecraft which can be like if you play minecraft on the pc it can be vast like really fucking vast depending on the size of your computer and how much it can handle um where you can normally walk back and forth between all of the points you know in an open world area without any loading or anything like that uh no man with with No Man's Sky, you warp from point to point, so you're not literally flying your ship for hours and hours until you reach a new destination. You just warp from point to point. So when you leave a solar system, the game essentially... Uh, like, whenever you enter a solar system, the game enters it as like an algorithm or like a math equation in the code for the game. And when you leave that solar system visually that place ceases to exist and the only thing that still exists is the algorithm or the you know the math problem in the line of code and the game stores just that the line of code so when you go back to it it pulls up that line of code and produces the world and everything um so basically you can store so can other people come and visit your world i mean yes Yes, people can. But what do you do in your world? So, like, so you're you're on your world. And you can make it whatever you want. Like, it could just be like you know, uh, dildo mountains and uh, marshmallow fluff rivers. I mean, just a bunch of wacky shit. You can <laughs> hang out know. on your own world, or we you can go to other yet. people's world and fuck shit up, or like what? I don't think you can actually build things on the world. I, like, I, right now they said the loose. So you mean I can't have my dildo mountain and marshmallow fluff river? No. Uh, the the game is really oh. more about exploring, and the idea is. Uh, I, I guess the loose goal of the game is to reach the center of the universe, which they said you'll need to visit, you know, tons and tons of planets. Because the idea is you have to make your ship capable of traveling that far and withstanding the journey. So you've got to, you know, build things. And That's it, man. This is like some last Starfighter kind of shit. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They, they're getting ready to come and collect our dumbasses. It's really cool. I mean, when they when they when they mentioned it at first, I'm like, there's no way this is possible. Well, then when they described how it works. And that when you leave an area, that area essentially just becomes a line of code, uh, which, you know... Just made a lot of compression, man. Yeah, you can... Sa- you can yeah, I mean, you can save tons and tons of lines of code. Uh, and if you just store those places just as that. Uh, but you can multiplayer and things like that. But, um, you know, I mean, he's the guy who's created it, Sean Murray, has said, like, if you and your friend play the game... Uh, you know, he starts at his house and you start at your house. There is a really high probability you'll never run into each other because it's that vast. Um, you know, yeah, people, have, space. people have tried doing the calculations. <laughs> people have tried doing the calculations and determined that with the number of possible planets they're saying are in the game to explore, that no human being would be capable of exploring all of them before the sun burns out. So, because he's he has said like a lot of the planets. That you'll see on the star map, like all the stars, he's like, most of them will never have people visiting them. There's just too many of them uh, for for people to ever visit. But, um, you know, I, they've shown a lot of like behind the scenes stuff. A lot of shit is procedurally generated. So uh, they've got animal, they've got alien life forms and species on all of the planets that are kind of just randomly cobbled together. 
uh, and things like that. And there are, you know, there are space battles and there's all sorts of wacky shit. It looks really interesting. The hype is really huge for that game. Uh, it's, it's kind of been that way since they announced it, but it's, it, it's, it's getting worse. At E3 this year, they actually played, played the game on the stage instead of just showing uh, videos and shit like that. Um, and but, Uncharted 4. Uncharted 4, Uncharted 4 looked fucking spectacular. Uh, the, the new Star Wars Battlefront game looks fun as hell. I, I'm super excited to play the new Star Wars game. They, they showed some new stuff from Arkham Knight. Uh, that that's going to be a fucking great game too. And Glenn, Glenn, you said there's a few people that have already got their hands on it, yeah. So, yeah, apparently people that, don't know how Street Date work, and they can ignore it, even though that's uh, mm, I don't know if illegal is the <laughs> correct term, uh, but it's I mean, not it's lawful. Not, it's not it's not illegal for them <laughs> to buy it. I mean, they put it out there, but uh, yeah, that's, yeah, no, he you can buy it. that's that's the the retailer's fault totally. Uh, but yeah, there's a there's a yeah. there's a ton of shit that's uh, that's coming out. The, the guys who make Killzone uh, are not putting out a Killzone game for the first time, I think, in their entire life. They've had they've got a new game coming out that looks really good. Uh, Was that the Horizon game? Yeah, yeah, where you play as like a woman caveman, but you fight like robot dinosaurs and shit. Yeah, yeah, dude, that game looks crazy. Um, so yeah, Aaron, in case Aaron is busy. Uh, clearing out his ears. I, woman caveman fighting robot dinosaurs. Yeah, fucking, I'm in, man. It's fucking awesome. Uh, all trailers and gameplay for all of this shit is up on uh, up on the website. Uh, a new South Park game. They announced a new South Park RPG. Fractured but whole. Yeah, the fractured. Is this one finally going to be for PS4? Uh, the first yeah. one's on PS4, isn't it? Or is it only on PS? No, it's not. It's only, it's on, only PS3. on PS3. Yeah, these, this one's going to be for PS4, and they're all they're all superhero personas this time, uh, and Professor Chaos is in it and, and shit. They're not doing the the Dungeons and Dragons stuff, but it's the same thing. It's still an RPG. Um, the Fractured Butthole is the name of it. Uh, it looks pretty fucking good. Uh, oh, and they yeah, announced uh, and oh, and there was an announcement for Mass Effect Four, which uh, I'm super fucking excited about. And uh, they finally announced a Final Fantasy VII remake as well, which I know there's a lot of fucking people. By the way, the, that's the only Final Fantasy game I've ever played in my entire life is uh, is that one. So uh, I play I, Kingdom Hearts. Does that count? Uh, kind of. I mean, there's people from Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts. So. <laughs> oh no, Ooh, there's Cloud. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! Uh, I picked yeah. up my first what you, what you would consider an MMO. I got Elder Scrolls, the new one. Yes. Uh, have you have you started playing it? Oh yeah, it, it's fucking addictive, man. Holy shit! Oh my god. Yeah, the, it, it's incredibly the, addictive. I, I I never thought like it, you know I would ever just feel a need to be like, well, I should really get on and do some shit. Like ever, I've never thought <laughs> that about a video game. Yeah. Um, I feel that That's way. Why I don't want to get Fallout Four. I feel that, yeah, right. or the same thing with Fallout 4. I feel that way about a lot of video games I play uh, nowadays. I mean, even I, I I went back and started playing the Mass Effect games again, the original three, and even though I've played them already, still found myself being like, oh, there's some shit I should probably be doing on that game, completely neglecting the real-life shit I should be doing. Uh, yeah, so video games have really got a hold on me right now for sure, but yeah, w- welcome to the club, sir. If uh, if the new Elder Scrolls game is doing that to you, like that's how I live on a on a daily basis. I haven't played a sure video game in two. Weeks. So I'll uh, I'll be jumping on the Cinema Geekly Twitch uh, fairly soon and often. Yeah. To, uh, to Twitch, do some uh, Elder Scrolling. 
twitch.tv slash cinema geekly uh we we did a stream last week and we got to continue streaming and figure out a a streaming schedule too at some point because in order to get partnered on twitch someday you've got to also have at least three streams a week so the constant streaming uh, has to be a thing before you can get partnered with now can you stream with other consoles like if you had a nintendo could you stream or would that just be something we have to load up to youtube as like a you play or whatever um you can you can do it but you've got to have like a setup uh to do it like people cameras people either use um no i mean like people either use uh emulators for older consoles to play on their computer or uh or they have a way to hook up their consoles to their computers Okay. Uh, and then play and then play the games that way. Um, but yeah, you. I mean, you can. I mean, I know people who stream from PS4 that hook their PS4 to their computer just because they like the uh, the added uh, the added streaming options that you can use. Because the PS4 streaming interface is a little more limited. Uh, it's it's you can make them really fucking fancy and shit. Eh, they're good enough for me. But a lot of you can you can do a lot more if you're doing it straight from the PC. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be doing we'll be doing more. Um, yeah, we'll do a bat tank battles together on Arkham Knight. Oh yeah, there you go, sir. Um, let us talk about the uh, box office. That's what we're gonna do first, right? The box office. Uh, then the top five we've got uh, debuting at number five is Dope, which debuted to uh, six million dollars. Uh, which probably considering, because I think that was like a, a low budget movie, right? That kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, it's like a Sundance film. Yeah. Thing. Um, that's not. Its too bad. budget was seven. Holy shit! Well, it'll it'll do okay then. <laughs> uh, San Andreas. San Andreas fell from number three to number four. It did uh, eight point two mm-hmm. million uh, on the on the weekend. Uh, four hundred and fourteen million plus worldwide <laughs> for that movie. Uh, Spy fell from number two to number three, and it did 10.5 million, and it is now up to 130 plus million uh, worldwide. Debuting at number two was Inside Out, and holy cow, what a opening weekend! It, it did pretty good. 91 million dollar opening weekend for Inside Out. Uh, it's yeah. already it's already at 132 worldwide. But maintaining its position at the number one rank is Jurassic World, which in its second week did $102 million. Jesus. That's fucking crazy. By the way, uh, it's only in week number two, $981 million plus worldwide. It's almost wow. at a billion dollars already, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so, it's going to be the fastest to a billion, and it's going to be the fastest to 400 just uh, everybody hold, four days. hold on to your butts. I wonder if Chris Pratt needs a best friend. Yeah. Because I hold on to your uh, butts, everybody. Officially, uh, volunteer. I, I don't know about guys. you, Glenn, but I have a hankering that they built another one of these parks on uh, Isla Sorna. What do you think? Oh, no, because, see, that's where Wu's going to go with all the engine people, and they're going to try and take the dinosaurs off that island. <laughs> Bring it back to San Diego. Stop them. <laughs> So no, for well, they're gonna not San Diego. They're gonna take them to you know yeah. where ISIS is and uh, other desert countries. Probably they'll probably take the Tiliosaur. It'll probably be in somewhere in the bay next to Somalia and kill some Somalian pirates. Uh, uh, I think that's the plan. Cue the gifts of Lewis Black as anger 
from inside out, everybody, because uh, not only was this an impressive second weekend showing for Jurassic World, but it has broke Pixar's streak of debuting number one at the box office. Every Pixar movie has debuted number one until now. But you know another fun fact about Inside Out? Hmm. It's also the number two opening weekend ever for a Pixar movie. (laughs) (laughs) So it may have broke the streak, but it was the second highest opening it's ever had. So, Um, Okay, so let us talk quickly about uh, movies that are going to be opening uh, this weekend. And we're going to then move on to our pick for... uh, uh, from Parts Unknown for next week. Uh, opening this weekend, only a couple of movies Yay. opening wide. We've got Max, which uh, I have not heard of, but according to Rotten Tomatoes, is getting a wide release. Uh, oh, is it that dog movie with Robbie Hamill? Yes. Yeah, it is. Best Friend, yeah. Hero, Marine. It's oh, a and Captain Pike sake. military dog movie, Aaron. As a former military man, I'm sure you've got, uh, you could see why this would be an appealing film, yeah? Thomas Hayden uh, Church is in it. A military. Normally, uh, I am a fan of THC. However, uh, in this instance, uh, no, I will pass. He's a fan of THC on a variety of planes as well. Um, a military dog from Afghanistan is adopted by his late handler's grieving family in the United States where his close bond with a soldier's brother leads to a life-altering revelation in this family-friendly adventure from MGM. But also, it's a heist movie. Like, the dog and the kid solve a caper, because apparently... they caper. They, they, they insinuate very strongly in the trailer, a honky caper, yes, that uh, an army buddy of the brothers like may have nefariously killed the brother, and the dog witnessed it, because when the guy shows up, he gets all growly. Uh, you know, the, the dog does it. At the guy's former buddy, but then the guy's buddy tries robbing uh, the kid of something, and he and the dog go to save the day. It's oh. fucking stupid. Uh, also, opening uh, Ted Two is that's just in the trailer up. too. I didn't Google shit. That's just the fucking. It's the entire goddamn movie. <laughs> uh, Ted Two is opening this weekend, of course, with Mark Wahlberg and Seth MacFarlane, uh, and notice a, a noticeably absent. Uh, what the fuck's her name? Replaced by Amanda Seyfried. Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis, yeah, yeah. For some reason is not in this movie. Um, yeah, that's coming out this weekend. She might be an asshole. Maybe that's why. Uh, Aaron, will you be checking this out again? I believe you oh, said you were. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to give it a shot, but I have a comedy sequels normally don't tend to pan out as well as other movie sequels. Like uh, a- Hangover 3. I thought that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> But all right. <laughs> it's one of the darkest things I've ever watched. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say it's a comedy at all. What about Hot Tub Time Machine 2? Did you guys I see that? No, I haven't seen that one. You should. No, I haven't even seen <laughs> Ted. Ted is good. Ted is good. I, it is. Yeah, I watched like 10 minutes of it. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not. Not for I'm you. Not man. You, you got to get over that hump. Like, same thing with uh, A Million Ways to Die in the West. Like it gets okay after the first ten. You yeah, yeah. It never through. got okay for me. It gets oh. okay, but Mister Belding is in it. He is, and he gets gored by a bull, or something along those lines, right? I can't remember. Ah, uh, some shit. I don't know. 
I think Screech uh, might have stabbed him or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> the, that would have been way fucking better. Um, all right. So time to pick our movie for uh, from Parts Unknown, which Glenn will get to cheerfully avoid again this week because he's going to be out of town. Uh, Yay. So whatever we pull up here, uh, I hope it's something good because then we can throw it in your face. Uh, so we go to all flicks. <laughs> <laughs> we got all to allflakes.net. Hopefully, we get Breaking Bad again. Uh, the the odds are really not in our fucking favor for that, but uh, allflakes.net slash Netflix dash randomizer. Anything but the Kardashians, and I'm good, dude. Uh, we have the uh, we have the blankest of blank settings. Is allflakes will pick one random movie for us from the Netflix library, oh, and uh, we vow to watch it, be it a movie, a television show, or a documentary, uh, or a live concert. Or comedy performance as well, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we get something halfway decent. Uh, Aaron would argue that we already got something really decent last week, but I would disagree. Fuck yeah, I would. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the go button, and uh, here we go. Uh, bingo, bingo. There we go. Kabloosh. Holy fuck. Well, Aaron is going to be the about the happiest motherfucker in the whole wide world. So it's not the Kardashians. Oh, All right, I'm good, dude. A 99-minute science fiction and fantasy film from 1986 starring one Kurt Russell. Oh, big, come on, baby. Big Trouble in Little China. Fuck, oh, fuck, yes. yes. Oh. When an ancient magician kidnaps his friend's fiance. Oh. A two-fisted trucker and a sexy... Oh, slower, Tony, slower. You fucking enunciate every goddamn syllable. (laughs) Yeah, it's like what Jack used to say. uh... I'm I'm bathing in this shit right now. I'm just rubbing my chest like, oh, God, Kurt Russell. Um, A sexy attorney must navigate a shadowy realm to capture the culprit. Directed by John Carpenter, starring Kurt Russell, Kim Cattrall, Dennis Dunn, James Hong. James Hong and Victor Wong. Uh, yes, dude. The average oh, Netflix rating. So the average Netflix rating is three point seven out of five, and the average IMDb rating oh, is a seven point three out of ten. Way too fucking low, people. Hundred out of a hundred and five oh, out of five. We, we can definitely uh, see if Ben's available for this one. I guarantee uh, he's all, he'd be all over this. Oh my goodness! So Aaron is thoroughly excited because he's been trying oh. to watch these Kurt Russell movies. Oh god, you're gonna love it. Though. You're gonna be so mad at yourself for not watching this like 15 years ago, dude. Oh. <laughs> Drink it in, bitch. <laughs> all right. Hey, do you? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you right now. I've got a separate Netflix. Uh, profile set up just for these <laughs> movies. Is this something that I would not be ashamed to have in my actual queue? Absolutely oh, not. It, it, it should be in your queue and never leave. You should see the profile because the you should see the recommendations I'm getting in the other profile, uh, picking all of these random movies <laughs> to watch. Um, but yeah, I have I, it uh, on my list in Amazon Prime, in Netflix, uh, and I fucking own it on Blu-ray and VHS. Man, you know what I mean. So yeah. Yeah, if we so, could do this before Friday, I'd love to do it. <laughs> okay, I can do it right now, son. Go. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe we can. Maybe we can. We'll see what the what the schedule is looking. We've we've recorded them way before weekends before. So uh, yeah, I haven't watched so, this since Thursday anyway. I'm due. on the road. You're due, Aaron. Yeah, I haven't watched it uh, in a couple of days. So 
Okay, uh, so we're going to wrap things up for this week. Uh, for everything we talked Everyone, about- do yourselves a favor. If you haven't seen Big Trouble Little China, watch the movie, but also Google the music video because John Carpenter uh, <laughs> is fucking awesome as shit. Um, for everything we talked about this week, uh, and then some, cinemageekly.com, uh, on the social medias as well, Twitch, Facebook, Google+, YouTube, Tumblr, Instagram, and Twitch now, all at Cinema Geekly. Uh, of course, uh, podcasting wise, you can stream and download directly from the website. But uh, if that is not your thing, we are available on iTunes, and you can also find us on Stitcher and the TuneIn Radio app across a variety of platforms, be it Windows, Apple, or Android. Uh, info at cinemageekly.com is where you can contribute to the uh, Cinema Geekly mailbag. Uh, Every once in a while, we do one of these episodes where we will just dip into that and read questions or comments uh, or whatever. Sometimes really fucking weird. Sometimes really good questions. Uh, trouble. It's really all up to you. <laughs> Aaron is so excited. John Carpenter sings the whole fucking song, dude. It's awesome. Is it John Carpenter singing for real? It is. Yeah, that's what I mean. Google that shit. I guarantee you, if you don't want to watch the movie after that, then I just might quit the show because I go it, that should be encouraging enough for you just to go and buy it. It's that amazing. I mean, you've raised the hype level to, to ridiculous <laughs> standards, so I want to go into this. Cult. It should be ridiculous standards. It's great. All right. It's the most ridiculous thing, yeah. All right. So uh, for Glenn Beauvais and Aaron DeLos, I'm Anthony Lewis. We'll be back next week uh, for more Cinema Geekly Podcast. For more content like Who Made Who, Level Your Gear, the Gotham Podcast, Flashing Arrow Podcast, and the new Horribly Flawed and Incredibly Decisive Podcast, visit cinemageekly.com slash premium and part with just $12. That's 12 bucks for a year's worth of awesome content. What else could you buy for $12 that will last all year and give you hours of geeky entertainment? 